0: Crazy hey, kia ora, Sophie. Sophie's going to bring us the reading today. Cheers, cheers. All good. Today's reading is in Galatians 6, 1-5. So, dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ if you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Um, I really like in verse 2, where it talks about walking alongside each other, um, because as a church community, we are called to walk alongside each other and help each other out when we're going through both tough times and good times. So good shot, Sophie. Thanks. Hey, Itu, uh, everyone stand up, eh? Go and say kia ora. good morning to someone. Tell them they're looking amazing and fabulous. Don't forget I have the microphones so you have to obey. Itu? E Alrighty. And e Nohoa. And e Nohoa, have a seat. Have a seat, eh? Robert. You weren't the last one sitting down. You all right? Oh, man. Sorry, if you're new, Robert's like the most social person in the world. Normally, he's still wandering around 10 minutes afterwards. I don't know. So good, eh? Hey, sermon time. Um, so as you guys know, we're in the middle of this connecting series. So I just want to remind you, I know I see this, I think, every Sunday. The most important thing about you is your relationship with God, number one, right? If you try and work on the other stuff, it's never going to be as good as if if you don't have that relationship with God first. So that's why the first part of the series was all about us just spending time with God, connecting with God. There's so many ways we can do that, right? In in nature, listen to music, download the Version app and do a little Devo, and there's just so many ways, but that is the most important thing about us, right? So with my rude voice, if you're not doing that, you're just bonkers. You really are. This planet's turning to custard faster than I've ever seen. It's just getting ridiculous. And if you're not plugging into Jesus, you're just mad because the planet's going to eat you for breakfast, right? <laughs> Satan looks at you and goes, <laughs> it's going to be so easy to mess with you today because you did not plug into the source of your energy. You didn't connect with God, so this is an easy, easy one today, right? We, we've got to plug in with God. That's the most important thing about us. Then the next thing is the connecting in, right? And that's what we're talking about for a little while, right? So doing another little connecting in series. Um, I know some of you find it hard to, to make friends in church, right? It's weird. Some of you, you turn up, and it's a little bit scary. and I, I get that, eh? You're introverted. It's a bit scary. You want to talk to people, but it's like, no. Nah. So those of you who are extroverted or are not terrified about talking to people, you really do have a responsibility as part of this community to take the initiative, you know? If it doesn't freak you out to talk to a new person, then during that catch-up bit we just did or before church, after church, be like, right? God's wired me to be happy to talk to go and find the new person who's sitting by themselves and would love to talk to someone, but it's too scary. So don't go and beeline for your friends. Be like, right, you pounce on them, right? It's good. (laughs) I don't know. Um, So my my saddest story, and this still makes me sad from my youth, was when I went to my first camp. Right? So anyone, Boys Brigade? Any Boys Brigade people grew up Boys Brigade? No one, just me. Wow, you guys are slackers. So I grew up as a boys' brigade, not a boys' rally. If you remember rally, I was a boys' brigade lad, super good. And went away to my first camp when I was like, I don't know, 9, 10, 11, somewhere in there. So I grew up at a camp, and so I went to camp at home all the time. And if I got sick or scared, I just went home because it was like a 30-second jog, if you know what I mean, because I was literally living at the camp. So this was my first time going away, and I was so homesick. It was one of those like off-the-charts homesick kids who's on the edge of tears, scared, just feels horrible the whole time. And I literally, I'm getting all like freaking out even saying it, and I can remember the first night, I was at Finlay Park, if you know Finlay Park camp, we're in there, not their big new hall, their old hall, we're in there, and I was like on the edge of tears, I was just so homesick for whatever. And one of my friends, who I don't remember his name, who was an absolute, idiot he decided his mission for the rest of camp was to keep me excited and break me out of it and so he started making up these stupid songs of which I can still remember one which I would not sing because it was just stupid <laughs> singing songs no way normally I would but it's so stupid you'd be like what an idiot but it was just funny right and telling me the lamest jokes the whole weekend he kind of like adopted me right now I'm old now white in the beard, and that was when I was 8 19 or 11 or somewhere around there I still so clearly can remember feeling like my world was falling apart. You know, where's my parents or whatever? And this dude comes, and then everything changed, right? Um, so you, you just have no idea what a blessing you can bring into someone's day, into their life, <laughs> by being bold <laughs> on a Sunday morning and going up to someone and being like, Hey, who are you? I don't know who you are. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, Or texting someone during the week when God puts them on your heart, and you suddenly think, oh, I wonder how so-and-so's doing. I'll just text them. No one ever gets a text asking how they're doing and thinks, oh, what a jerk. How dare they care about me, right? We're all like, oh my gosh, right? So we're talking about this whole connecting in thing, and as Paul always does, he takes it to next level, right? So him and Jesus are always like, ooh. Like, if you don't want to be challenged in your faith, just don't read Paul, don't read James, and do not read the Gospels, because Jesus just goes, next level! So we're talking about Christian community, and and, and this is pretty full on. So um, so if you read this, but as you know, I like to try and repeat it. It's that whole thing, the more we hear something, the more we um, it gets into our um, into our soul. So go over to Galatians um, 6. I'm just going to read verses 1 to 5 again. So I'm reading from the New Living Translation. If you've got a device, say eh, or a Bible, it's good to follow along. I think there's real power in holding the Word of God in your hands and, and reading it for yourself. But let me read this. So Paul says, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, that's a really interesting word he chooses the overcome when you talk about that. You who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. Isn't that a beautiful idea? Yeah, Okay, I think it's beautiful, you guys are fired. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens. Mm. Man, it feels like this is the most burdened generation in the history of the universe at the moment. So many people with burdens of health and emotion and finance. It's like, what a beautiful thing for Paul to say, share. I love that, A. Eh? And verse 3, if you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. That is the funniest verse ever. You're not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you'll get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, and he carries on. I, I just love these verses, right? So I've got two little points. I need to give a shout-out to Mark Dubowski. So I stole some of my little ideas and bits and pieces from this guy Mark. I thought it, with the stuff he said is, is um, super good. So here's the, the first point is this one here. Christian community gently restores, right? Um, gently restores, and the word that Paul uses around gently when you hear me explain that you're going to go... Shut up, Craig. That was a great point. But then you'll remember I stole it from Mark, and you'll be like, oh, shut up, Mark. That was a great point. <laughs> Not that Mark. There's another Mark. He's over in the state somewhere. He's a pastor. Anyway, so gently restore. So part of being in a Christian community is we gently restore one another, right? I love that. So here's that first verse, again, verse 1, just so you can really see it, right? Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. Man, I love that, eh? Now, this is really interesting, the word that Paul chose there to use for... So if you remember, he's writing in Greek, right? And Greek is infinitely just about more expressive than English. The English language is super lame, right? Greek has so many descriptive words, and the one he chose literally means overcome. It has this meaning of you're trying to run away from something, but the something you're running away from is faster and stronger than you, and it gets you, right? So horrible, terrifying image would be a cheetah eating a gazelle right, so everyone's seen that, right, on some crazy nature show, um, I did some research called Googling this week, and found out that cheetahs are a heck of a lot faster, and they do eat a heck of a lot of gazelles, which may be kind of sad, because gazelles are pretty cool, right, but you imagine that the gazelle is running as fast as it can, it's freaking out, heart beating, there's a cheetah right behind it, and the cheetah gets closer and closer, and the next minute, <laughs> and it eats the gazelle, which is terrifying, right, horrible image, um, that's the idea of the word that Paul sees, right? Look at the verse again. Dear brothers and sisters, he says if, and I want to go when. Because <laughs> it's going to happen, man. Sin gets us, right? Satan hates you. He really does. Um, he wants to destroy you. And part of his, his whole cunning plan is to overpower you. Remember those verses in Peter and James? He's like a roaring lion. He wants to get you. If another believer is overcome by some sin. We have heaps of people in our, in our church who are addicted to pornography, right? None of them woke up one morning and were like, hmm just wondering what I might get addicted to this year, my, uh, maybe porn, drugs, killing people, I'll go with porn, Right? No one, no one did that. They saw an image that they shouldn't have seen, something happened that they shouldn't have, and then um, before they know it, sin has overcome them. Does it make sense, eh? It's like sin overcomes us, we don't go, go searching for it. Some people really struggle with comparison. They just compare themselves to other people all the time, and it just destroys them. Again, they didn't wake up one morning and be like, hmm, I think I'll start comparing myself with everyone, and just see how that works out. <laughs> it just gets them right. Sin overcomes, right? I love what he says, though. It's for for those who are, who are, godly, <laughs> who are spiritually mature to come along and rescue them. I love that. A eh? um, look at how Mark, Dubowski, this is the guy I stole some points off, says it. Um, there's a little quote from him. He says Paul says that. Uh, In true Christian community, the spiritually mature will gently restore those who are caught in sin. I love this next bit. To restore means bringing something back to its intended condition. I love that, eh? It's intended condition. It's so cool. Um, So we've got that word overcome, right? It's this creeping and it gets you. Um, And then there's this word restore, and I just love this, right? So Paul chose a really powerful word for restore. And it's a word that that is used in the Bible for um, fixing nets. So fixing a fishing net, or it's a word that's used in his culture, Paul's culture, for mending a bone, right, a broken bone. And so, if you, I mean, you think, I just love this, sorry, I'm getting all excited because I love that Paul chose this very descriptive word. Um, when you fix a bone, you never just kind of rock in, right, and you're like, hey, how's it going, got a broken leg there, give me a crack, bro. Get it, crack, good joke, ding everyone, man, you guys are lame. Give me a crack, oh, I've got to go, oh, didn't work, I don't know, let's buy, you know, you don't, you do training and you practice and you go in and you're like oh, my gosh, bro, you're in so much pain. Let's inject things to make it not and try and fit, you know what I mean? It's really gentle, right, really caring. Um, like I said, I grew up at a camp, and I remember years ago, we, someone, we, I had nothing to do with it, made new soccer goal things, right? You know, the big goals on wheels so you can move them around. And they needed nets, and so one of the farmers who lived down the road could make fishing nets, as you casually do when you're a dairy farmer in the wakato, I don't know. And so I remember my dad called him, and he came down, measured the new soccer goal things, and then turned up a little while later with nets that he'd made. And he showed me how he did it, and it sounds, to me, it sounds amazing, but you guys are probably like, bro, that's so easy. Literally massive, long thing of twine, and he just kind of weaved this thing, and out came this giant net, right? It was amazing. And often the nets would get holes, because it's a camp with idiot youth who climb on them and do stupid things on them. And again, whenever there was a hole, dad would ring him. And I remember watching him, and he'd come in, and really carefully, with great skill and care, he goes to the hole, carefully does his weaving with his twine and his thing, and da da um, I love how Paul chooses that word, right? When we, and I, I say this really carefully, and I don't mean to be rude when I say this. First of all, he says, those of you who are godly, <laughs> those of you who are spiritually mature, this is your job. Now, I say this carefully, it's not for everyone, because he's got some warnings coming. <laughs> So it's those who are tight with Jesus, and they feel spiritually mature. And he says, for you, man, when you see someone who's been overcome, again, maybe they made some mad decisions, something's pounced on them. When you see that, you have a responsibility as part of a faith community to go to them gently, (laughs) humbly, and just try and restore them, right? Try and bring bring them back to their intended condition in, in Jesus. It's cool, eh? Cool imagery, eh? You with me? Man, I love that, eh? Um, and then at the end, he has this, uh, crazy, <laughs> this crazy warning that's kind of like, holy cow, who wants to do this job? So you can see the verse in this, that last sentence, he says, um, and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Man, that's why he says you've got to be godly and spiritually mature, because what does sin do? Sin overcomes. <laughs> sin wants to devour you. Satan wants to devour you. So Paul's saying, hey, 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 (laughs) this is not one of those ones you sit there on a Sunday morning and be like, boom, that's me, man. I'm going to be a restorer of souls. Yeah, sign me up. He's like, whoa, go in carefully, (laughs) go in slowly, because that same sin may get you. I'm sure all of us know of stories of people who have tried to help someone, and in the end, they fell into that same hole. And you're like, oh, my gosh, right? Scary. Yeah, sin wants to devour us. Satan wants to destroy us. Um, I was thinking about it this week, and I was like, man, how do you even start this if you're stuck in something? I think the easiest way is to just call out for help <laughs> to someone you really trust. There's really cool people in this church. There really are. There's heaps of people that are godly and spiritually mature. And it might just be a little text. Hey, I'm struggling with some stuff. Can you pray? They're not going to be like, oh, really? What is this stuff? No one's going to say that. They'll be like, cool, I'll pray. And they will commit to praying for you eh? every day, um, praying for you. They might be catching up with someone for a coffee and being like, man, whew, I need to tell you a thing. <laughs> Terrifying, right? But it's someone you trust, someone who's spiritually mature. And they're not going to laugh or mock or anything. They'll probably burst into tears with you and be like, oh, my gosh. They had no idea that this sin had overcome you. That like a cheetah is devouring you. Man, how do I restore? Or I don't know what to do with this. We need to get hold of someone who's got some skills here, right? So... I love that, eh? Um, Same kind of idea of this kind of warning in 1 Corinthians uh, 10 verse 12. Um, Paul says, if you think you're standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Uh, It's that that spiritual arrogance is just terrifying. (laughs) It really is. Um, We're awesome people, right? We're tight with Jesus, but Satan hates us. (laughs) And he knows us way better than we know ourselves. He really does. And he can bring people into our lives or a thing into our life or whatever into our life that he knows will get us if he just keeps wearing us down. Remember, the sin overcomes us. We didn't wake up in the morning going, huh, I wonder what sin am I, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so spiritual arrogance. Any of us could fall into some horrible sin. And that's where we need someone who's spiritually mature to just come alongside and gentle. Remember gentleness, the fishing net, the bones? Gentleness and humility and be like, hey, how can we sort this? (laughs) How can I restore you, you know, with Jesus? I love that, eh? Shot, Paul. Um, who remembers this TV show? Anyone? Lassie, eh? Possibly the greatest TV show ever, right, so good. Um, way before my time, of course, because I'm just a young spring chicken. So Lassie was in the 50s, 60s, 70s. It's originally from a short story that then became a movie, and then they made a TV series and all sorts of crazy stuff, right? And heaps of people grew up in the kind of 70s with um, a collie dog called Lassie, which is apparently low, of course, because they named it after the TV show. And who remembers the kid that Lassie was continually rescuing in the story? Do you remember his name? What the name of the kid was? Timmy. Where were you guys? Timmy, right? So Timmy was just a lovely kid, but he was a bit of a Muppet, to be honest. Um, and so every episode, something terrible would happen to Timmy, right? He was just an adventurous young lad, is the idea. Um, and one time he fell down a, an old well. Of course he did. And fell down a well, he calls out, and Lassie, pa You remember those shots? Lassie's blasting through the whatever, and... Goes and rescues Timmy from the well, I don't know. Um, Another time he goes into a mine and the thing collapses and he's stuck in a mine and he calls out and Lassie, and Lassie runs and rescues. Um, Another time he eats berries that he thinks are really yummy, but they're super poisonous. And he nearly died on the show and it's like, oh my gosh. But then Lassie appears from nowhere and somehow mouth to mouth and did the thing on his chest. No, I don't know. I don't know, and and rescued Timmy. Um, The cool thing in the show is you never, ever... And I haven't watched a lot of them, but apparently. <laughs> you never see Timmy calling up for Lassie and then watch my face. And you hear Lassie hear the call from Timmy and see Lassie be like, mm, oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, ever. Lassie's like, "Pop, pop, pop, and races off to, um, to rescue, right? Um, that's who we need to be, right? <laughs> we need to have our, our spiritual ears open to the people around us. Because sometimes people are so afraid. They'll just give you the tiniest hint that they need some help. And we need to be like Lassie, right? We need to be listening and go, You okay? What? Can I be listening to the Spirit? Listening for that guidance? I want you to turn to someone beside you and say, It's good to be like Lassie. Is that okay? It's good to be like Lassie. Turn to someone and say that. It's good to be like Lassie. All righty. I was going to get you to turn and say, you need to be more like Lassie. And I was like, oh, no, that sounds real aggressive. So we changed it. Oh, I changed it. To, it's good to be like Lassie. Okay, so the first thing is part of Christian community, again, that's kind of heavy, right? But part of Christian community is gently and, and humbly restoring someone, right? I love that. Um, here's, the, here's the second point from this Galatians one. Um, Christian community shares one another's burdens, right? It shares one another's um, burdens. So here's the, the key part of that verse, verse 2. Paul says, share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. Um, And what are some of the burdens that we have now? (laughs) I started listing burdens that I know people in this church have, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be here for a long time if I list all the burdens, right? Some of the ones that I'm hearing continually would be financial burdens. Um, I know some of you are fine financially, but there's a lot of people in our church that are really struggling financially. The cost of fuel, um, the cost of rent, power, gas, everything's gone up. Incredibly lately. Um, We have a number of people in our church that go to food banks regularly. Um, We have cool people in our church that make meals, and often we'll take them a meal and just be like, hey, just to kind of ease the burden this week, right? Someone dropped off a bunch of groceries last week, and it's like, what a blessing to be able to take someone just rice and beans, and they're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So some people have that burden of just finances are just hard at the moment. Um, Emotional burdens, oh my gosh, so many people. And our faith community struggling with just anxiety and a feeling of overwhelmed and weariness and fear and like, oh, how do, how do you share that burden with them, right? Now, it, Paul says share. He doesn't say take it. That's foolishness, right? But it's sharing, right? And sometimes all it is is just sitting with someone and being like, man, how are you doing? Seriously, t- talk to me. How can I pray for you, right? What can I, what can I do in this? Um, heaps of people struggling with spiritual burdens. This one's really, I don't know, upsetting me, worrying me, concerning me, I don't know. Um, So many people, because of the the isolation that happened during the whole pandemic craziness, right, Um, and and not attending church as much as they used to, and and falling out of life groups and things. And as you know, um, not you, because you're here, so you're super spiritual, but the non-spiritual people. Often when life starts getting crazy, one of the first things to go is that personal time with Jesus (laughs) in the morning. So, oh, I'm just so tired, I'll just have that sleeping, rather than spending time with God, I'm getting in the car, I feel stressed, instead of putting on some cool worship music, I'm just going to crank, whatever, and that that Jesus time starts to slip away. So a lot of people with this burden of, where is God, man? Does He really exist? Look at what's going on, you know? Um, Heaps of burdens that people have, right? Um, Like I said, if that's you, you've got to tell someone, right? Um, God can reveal it to someone, He can do that if He wants to, but 99% of the time, He's encouraging you to go and talk to someone, so like I said, there's so many cool people in the church, right, that you could go to and be like, hey, can we just talk? I'm just struggling with whatever. Oh, that's the pizza thing, eh? Do we have that in this church? I've preached in churches before where if someone's phone goes off, they have to shout the whole church pizza. Everyone in favor say aye? Yeah, it's unanimous, man. We're shouting pizza. Nah. Yeah, just, you've got to ask someone, right? Right. Um, I think, and this sounds horrible, but one of the things that drives me the most insane as a pastor is when someone's been struggling and they're kind of angry with the church for not doing anything. And we're like, we just didn't know. <laughs> we would have done it. Like someone was in hospital a while ago and they were quite ticked off with me for not visiting. And I was like, I literally didn't know. I said, who did you tell? And they're like, oh, I didn't tell anyone. You should just know. And I was like, well, last time I checked, I'm... God could have told me, but. So being serious, hey, you've got to talk to someone, right? If you're carrying a burden, if you're feeling weighted down, You've got to just, I know it's hard, eh? But you've got to, there must be someone. If not, come and talk to me or Jose or one of the leadership team and we'll direct you to someone. we are like, okay, who would be cool for you to talk to? Here's someone, you know? So I love that I eh, share. Um, and then he talks about this law of Christ and that has a whole bunch of um, different ideas, but to me a real key one is this commandment of Jesus, which I love to say. Eh? John 15, 12 to 14, this is my commandment. This is Jesus speaking. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You're my friends if you do what I command. I debated a lot about even saying this next little bit, but Jesus said it, so I'm kind of allowed to. (laughs) Christian community's hard, real Christian community. If you meet with someone and they have a burden, you have a responsibility to, to share that in some way. Sharing it might be praying with them and encouraging them and supporting them. Sharing them might be saying, hey, I need to talk to the church about this, or we need to get you some help somewhere, right? To the point, Jesus says, to the point of laying down your life for that person, it's like, holy, that's a big call, right? Um, so in that, in that first part, that first verse, he says, those of you who are godly, who are spiritually mature, again, I want to say this real carefully, just be careful if you're going to ask someone how they're really, like, really, really doing. Because if they open up and say, hey, I'm not well, man, Oh, I'm going to get all emotional. The, the option of saying, "Oh," and that's what James says. Remember in the book of James, "Oh, it'll be warm and well-fed." Good luck with that. You know, that's not an option. It's just not. So we've got to ask, right? And then you don't have to carry. It. Remember, you're sharing it, right? And part of a community is we share it. So you find someone in financial need. It's not that you need to be like, "Oh man," I'll just text you fifty bucks. So okay, we need to talk to the church. How can we help? You know. Um, can we get some meals? What can we do here? Emotional. Man, I'm not qualified to help you with this emotional burden or this spiritual burden, but I love you. I'm going to continue to pray for you and, and text you and catch up with you and make sure I could. But we need to get someone involved who can really journey with you. Do you know what I mean? Though? That's the sharing. The thing. And, and the, how far God goes is like, whoa. It's cool, though, eh? Cool. Yeah, heavy. I know this is a heavy sermon, so I put crazy bits into it, like Lassie. And llamas. How cool are Llamas oh my gosh so hands up who loves llamas is this wait 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 wait! i haven't finished my story so llamas is the left hand get it and alpacas is the right hand so who loves so llamas more alpacas more where are you you have to participate come on james you can't love both you guys can't love both (laughs) alpaca people i think the alpacas are winning which is kind of sad so I'm a llama person, right, just because they have such a silly name. What's with that double L going on, La llamas? They're so weird. Um, so I always thought llamas and alpacas were like from the same kind of thing, right? But apparently about 4,000 years ago, give or take 1,000 years, not nah, give or take a bit, they all come from camels, as we all knew, and they bred alpacas and out-popped alpacas and out-popped um, llamas. Um, and they're totally different. Different ears, different wool. like Alpacas are bred more for their wool. Some places do meat, and llamas are med, um, bred more for carrying huge loads, right? So a llama can carry pretty easily a load up to 100 kgs for 12 hours a day, every day, which is pretty incredible. I was like, whoa, go llamas. So I think in a cage fight, a llama would totally take an alpaca. So, no, just, no I don't know. <laughs> that's, not, that's a horrible image. Um, So remember, we're talking about sharing one another's burdens, right? Um, I'm sure the llamas get ticked. Apparently they spit a lot, right? (laughs) Um, So when someone comes to you to share a burden, you're not allowed to spit at them, okay? But it'll be good to turn to someone now and say, it's good to be more like a llama. Is that okay? It's good to be more like a llama. Turn to someone and say, it's good to be more like a llama. Okay, so we need to be more like Lassie, right? Restoring gently and humbly. We need to be more like llamas, ready to share the burden. Are you with me? So good, eh? How good are llamas? Um, and then this one comes with a warning. You remember the warning in verse 2? Verse um, Paul does a warning here, and to me, honestly, this is one of the funniest. I find Paul pretty funny at times. And this verse, every time I read it, I'm just like, Woohoo! <laughs> high five to Paul. It's so funny. So this is how he ends it. I think I said it before. Where do we go? Um, share each other's burdens, and in this way obey the Lord of Christ. If you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You're just not that important. I just love it, eh? I just love that. And you get what he's saying. His whole point here is, if you think you're so spiritually awesome that you're too spiritually amazing, he's not talking about societal importance. He's talking about the church. I'm so spiritual. Oh my gosh, TJ, you've got some burdens. I'm just so spiritual. I can't help you. It's like, well, the only person now that thinks you're spiritual is you, because everyone looking on is like, what an idiot. You're not spiritual at all. Do you see what he's saying, eh? So you're only fooling yourself. Are you with me? Yeah. Most of you, some of you. So I know you've got no burdens at all, TJ. You're perfect in every way. Oh, I just find that so funny, eh? But it's this whole thing, right? It's, man, if you're going to help someone, it's humility, it's gentleness, it's brokenness, right? So often God uses the most broken people to do the most awesome work, because they're like, I got nothing, Jesus. <laughs> I got nothing, I need you. you. You need to use me, eh? I love that. Um, all right. Hey, a couple of questions for y'all. Um, here's a couple of questions. So first one, um, oh, so if you're a visitor, we'll chat about this, but I'll explain it in a minute. So here's the first question. Do you think Paul's warnings here are accurate? What do you reckon? About temptation, that was the first one, and the spiritual arrogance, the second one? What other warnings might you add when you're caring for people in community? Is there any other warnings? You could, that's one you could talk about. Or you might want to talk about the second one. Christian community to this level is very hard, very draining, very heavy. How do you protect and care for yourself spiritually and emotionally? So i read that second one again. Christian community to this level is very hard, draining, heavy. How do you protect and care for yourself spiritually and emotionally? So a couple of questions, eh? So before you talk, so if you're a visitor, what we do, we do this pretty much every Sunday, and we'll just people will turn around in groups of two, three, five, whatever the heck they want to do. Um, and just have a chat for a couple of minutes, right? It's community. It's who we are, right? And then people will give amazing ideas that are way better than I could have said it, which is why we do this. Um, but if, you're, if Jesus is talking to you and you want to just be left alone, just stare at the screen so people will literally see you, and if you're looking at the screen, that's the, the signal that you and Jesus are just hanging out. You, you don't want to be bugged at the moment. You don't want to talk to someone. So. But if not, if people are looking around, grab them and have a little chat for a couple of minutes, and then we'll carry on. Thanks. Alrighty, kia ora. kia ora, Man, I sat with Hannah and she just was like, amazing thing after amazing thing. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm gonna try and remember what you said, Hannah. What was the first thing you said? <laughs> well, I can remember the second one. I'll do the second one. She was like, delegation is a good thing, not a bad thing. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And we kind of talked about how you need to know your limits in, in this caring. And if you're, like, caring for one person, that's awesome. You don't need to take them on 10 more. Someone else might talk to you, and you're like, I literally have no capacity. That's not a bad thing. But you're like, hey, let me find someone to help you. And you just go, this is is my capacity. It's awesome. It's not a bad thing, right? You don't want to kill yourself because then, yeah. What was the other thing? Oh, yeah, that was such a good one. Yeah, that was cool. So Hannah was saying a, a really important thing to do is to, if you're caring for someone, to ask people to be praying for you, right? Um, even when you're going to meet with them and say, you know, have a little prayer team or one person and text them and be like, hey, I'm about to meet with a person um, who's really struggling. Can you just pray? I need spiritual strength right now. I thought that's really cool, eh? That's cool. Yeah. Anyone else? What other ideas? Anyone have any thoughts? Yeah, Shelley? Well, Whoa. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. I'll just repeat it for the podcast and the video. Um, kia ora, video people. Sorry. Kia Korua, koutou. I don't know how many of you are watching. Super good to see you. Kia ora, podcast people. Hey. Um, So Shelly slash Olivia was saying... It's like if you're looking down a well, someone's stuck in a well, um, and they, they get a rope, and there's one person at the top, but there's probably a whole pile of people holding onto that rope to pull that person up. I was like, that's a cool, real cool analogy. Yeah. Anyone else have any thoughts around this? Yeah, Nick. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just really can't, addiction mm. Yeah. To help with kind of like yeah, that's cool. So, Annette's saying it's real important to have protections around you. Guys with guys, girls with girls. That's not rocket science. Other protections around you. That's really good. Know where you're vulnerable. eh? Hey you don't know where you're vulnerable you're silly because satan knows (laughs) he's not silly he's doing his research he's googling you going oh that's where they're vulnerable all right attack you know anyone else All good yeah bro So good shot, yeah. the Zeke Jake crew. So, sorry, for the podcast and that, so they're saying that, yeah, if the one gazelle's on its own, then the cheetah's like, easy, but if there's a whole pile of gazelles, the cheetah's going to be like, eh, 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 and disappear, because the gazelles will smash them. Who's seen that video of the alligator and the water buffaloes? I should have found it. It's crazy, this, anyway, alligator attacks the water buffalo, and all the other water buffaloes come in and smash the alligator or the crocodile, I don't know. Yeah, that's good, that's good, bro. Really good, eh? Yeah. I just think that's a that's powerful eh? way. I mean, that's where community is so important, right? (laughs) Um, Us by ourselves, pretty easy target for the evil one. But us praying for one another and caring for one another and supporting, sharing burdens, (laughs) restoring. Be at these times where Satan wants to destroy you. Remember, he's a roaring lion. But he knows, ah, Dang it. <laughs> they spent time with Jesus this morning. They're plugged into that power source, and dang it, people are praying for them. <laughs> you know, he'd say bad words because he's saved, but I won't say it. It's cool, eh? Community. It's good. Man. All right. Let me wrap this thing up. A um, couple of quotes, right? So the first one, I thought this is a cool quote. So this is an old Greek proverb, apparently been around forever. I don't know. Um, and I left it in the translator Greek for anyone who's fluent in Greek, but it's also in English for those of us that aren't. Um, so we'll read the bottom But A society grows great when men plant trees whose shade they know they'll never sit in. I'll read it again. A society grows great when old men plant trees who shade they know they'll never sit in. Um, this care is hard work. It really is hard work caring for someone who's been overcome by sin or they're just burdened down. You don't do it for yourself. You don't walk away from these meetings being like, woohoo, amazing. <laughs> you walk away burdened yourself, but you're doing it for them to bless them. To restore them, to build them up, right? I love that little quote. That's cool. Um, and here's another one. And this quote is from one of my favorite books of all time called The Bible. Oh, good? Um, I love this quote. Um, Romans 12, 3 to 5. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. He's This is Paul again. Eh? He's pretty funny. Um, Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Because we're all different, right? That's what he's saying. We all have different levels of faith, different levels of ability to help, right? Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. That's us. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. (laughs) I love that. eh? If you're part of the Agora community, you belong (laughs) to us. If you only attend once in a blue moon, if you only listen to podcasts or watching online, you're, you're us. You belong to us. We belong together. We support each other. Man, I love that. eh? it um, to stand up. Hey, eh? let me let me pray for us. Cool. Let me let me pray. Yeah, kia ora. Yeah, thank you that you're. Uh, Your call on us can be really clear if we learn to listen to you. Jesus said that again and again. My sheep, they know my voice. They know me. Um, We need to learn more and more to hear you calling to us when it comes to caring for other people. Um, We don't want to fall into these, these warnings that Paul gave us, God, because we're a little bit spiritually mature. And we've evaluated ourselves wrongly, and we think we're a bit more amazing than we really are in your eyes and we try and help and we just mess up the situation we mess up ourselves yeah yeah i really call out to um, almighty god in the name of jesus for just real wisdom for us eh? we want to help we have that responsibility to help help us to know when we can help but when all we can really do is, is direct that person or bring that person to someone else who's really equipped to help and what an awesome part of their journey that would be it's awesome Yeah, we don't want to fall into that same sin that's overcome then through just thinking we're a bit more legit than we are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, give us really good ears to hear you in this area, God. We want to share people's burdens. We want to gently and humbly restore people away. And we don't want to shy away from it, thinking, oh, it's too scary, I'm not ready or anything, if you're calling us into it. And that's what we need to know. You're calling us into it. Yeah, we we desperately need to hear you on that, God, we really do. Mm. Yeah, praise in the name of Jesus. Amen.